Welcome to Jurassic World. Good morning, guests. Welcome to the Jurassic World Minutes, where we will be visiting Jurassic World one minute at a time. The Nublar Golf Course Pro Store opens at 9am for all your golfing needs. I'm Brad. I'm Dave. And today we're going to discuss Minute 7 of Jurassic World. David, uh, we've got a double shot of Jurassic-pedia.com today because mm-hmm. uh, we have two things here that we're not going to see much of again. Uh, first up, monorail system. Uh, for Isla Nublar, we're seen at last minute taking visitors from the ferry terminal to the Hilton. It also seems to take visitors from the Innovation Centre to the Jorosphere Station and several other locations on the island as well. Looking at the map, it seems to go to the aviary, but when we get to the aviary later, you can't really see the monorail track anywhere, so unsure how guests are getting there. But um, the monorail, back when I used to do fan fiction for Jurassic Park and even The Lost World, uh, I've seen monorails being probably the, the better system for getting people around the islands more so than vehicles on the ground where all that could interact with the animals roaming. Yeah. Um, well, it's another thing is it's very Disney-esque in the way that I think it was Walt Disney who introduced the monorail system with um, with Disney Walt Disney World in Florida, where basically we moved or we went from like just basically trams that would to get people around to this high-tech train system, high-tech looking train system instead. Hmm. And thank you to Disney Plus's <laughs> the Imagineers that we, we get to see all that uh, come into fruition, how mm-hmm. that come, come, in, come into effect. But And it's interesting you just say Disney there too. Um, I don't think we mentioned on the, uh, the road to Jurassic World, but the fact that they went the production went to several different parks, seeing how things run, seeing what sort of stuff was there um, to make uh, Jurassic World come alive as, again, like a massive park catering to a lot of guests. Mm-hmm. It's interesting here, too, just looking at the write-up a bit, uh, saying the monorail departs every 20 minutes from the, uh, the ferry terminal. That'd have to imply that a lot of uh, guests were coming in via that ferry at all sort of different times of the day. But, well, probably coming and going too as well, you know? I mean, I'm sure there's probably people there just for a weekend visit or something. Yeah. Or heck, I mean, even corporate retreats, I'm sure, would love to uh, use Jurassic World, you know? I mean, there's people... Yeah. I think my 
mom's company, their corporate retreat was just at Park City, Utah, which is a big, big skiing um, destination. Well, yeah, we, we mentioned last minute about spring break and school holidays and all that sort of busy times at the park. Same thing, end of the um, corporate Christmas parties, all that sort of stuff being there as well. Um, there's a, there's 12 uh, separate monorail stations, but we only know seven of them. Um, going off this, the ferry landing, of course, the Gyrosphere Station, Cretaceous Cruise, which I don't think we see anything of in the film apart from the uh, the kayaking. Mm-hmm. down the, uh, the river, um, the Hilton, of course, here, the golf course, the Innovation Centre, and the Gentle Giants Petting Zoo. Um, this is all going off the uh, the maps and that we have of the park and the island, of course. But uh, a good write-up here from Sickle Claw on uh, some of this stuff regarding mm-hmm. the uh, the monorail. Did you call your sister? Straight to voicemail. We'll be fine. She handles 20,000 people a day. She can handle two more. Secondly, uh, we have the uh, Isla Hilton here, seen in this minute as well. Uh, Another article done up on Jurassic Dashpedia by Sickleclaw. 5,000 room capacity hotel, which I was going to say last minute with the amount of guests coming to the island, Mm -hmm. surely this Hilton isn't the only uh, accommodation on the island. Well, Um, there's not... I think I remember, and this was just concept art, so it's not even problem. It might not even be final, but there's also, I think, a Tiki village near the coast that was actually meant to have a bar scene that I think we mentioned would have like a um, Miley Cyrus song or something like that. And we talked about this in our, and we talked about this in our Road to Jurassic World episode, but yeah. There's the Tiki Village, and I think they did mention a couple other hotels on the Jurassic World website, which, interestingly enough, I just figured out how to access through the Dinosaur Protection Group. I mean, it says closed, but it's still got a lot of the stuff there. Nice. I I don't know if I'm confusing it with Jurassic Park, but I think there was concept art for treetop treetop villas and that sort of thing as well. There was one. Was it was it a villa? I thought it was just a. Um... It might have been just a skywalk. Yeah, I thought it was. Yeah. Yeah. There's, again, there's been a lot of concept art, but, um, and I'm sure there'd be VIP. I know zoos now have sort of VIP accommodations, um, apartment apartments and that that are right beside the uh, animal enclosures where you got the big glass windows looking out at animals, um, as well. So mm-hmm. you imagine that'd be the case as well. And looking at the, uh, I was able to get into the page here. Is uh, there is, there's the Hilton, and then there's also the cabanas at the Casa de la Cabajeros, I guess you you pronounce it. And I'm, I never took Spanish in high school, <laughs> which I think was meant to be the tiki huts. Yep, yep. Mm. Plus, coming off that website too, a lot of other stuff, um, kids club and. All sorts of other um, services that the, the Hilton has. Room service, yep. fitness center. But those are actually kind of kind of um, standard in a lot of hotels, honestly. I mean, I know not maybe not so much a spa, but like a pool and a fitness center are usually pretty standard in most hotels, even cheaper ones. I'm sure there'd be an on-site masseuse and all that sort of stuff as well. Yeah. Of Which... course, you know that with, with uh, being Jurassic World Hilton... It's going to more be to the nines. It's not going to be a couple exercise bikes in a room with a glass wall. 
No, no. No. And I would not be surprised if there was some sort of uh, pool overlooking the lagoon or um, another section of the island where there's herbivores grazing or something. Well, we do see a picture of a pool area here at the... And, and we have that picture posted up here on the... Um, on the on the page here for the Hilton and it looks like it's got um, a nice pool area with like a little waterfall here and mm-hmm. like some rocks you can sit on maybe that's maybe that's like because it looks like it's cordoned off from the rest of the pool and that might be like a hot tub or something or a hot springs or something geothermally powered hot tub yep yep yeah, it's always amazed me people go on vacation and spend all the time in the hotel and not out in the area they go vacation to. <laughs> or they or like they go on they'll go on vacation and just spend the whole time at the beach. Yeah. I could just I yeah. never could do that. I always did I guess you call them edu vacations because I mean I could even go to Disney World for my 5th birthday without visiting Cape Canaveral. For example. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, normally, whenever I go vacation, I sort of cheap out on the accommodation side of things, just because it's the least time you spend. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean, there were. I'll admit, when I was, uh, uh, we did when we went to Disney World on that trip, we did spend some kind of off hours in the pool area, but really not a lot of the day there. Mm. Yep. Yep. But that's uh, that's uh, Isla Hilton. You check out that and a lot more other stories and articles over at Jurassic-Pedia.com. Call me every day and text me pics so I don't forget what you look like. I'm only going to be gone a week. David, ready to get into Minute 7? Yeah. As we in Minute 6 of Jurassic World, the boys and Zara had arrived at the Isla Hilton and Grey was eagerly riding the escalator up to the second level, to their room. As we open on minute seven, we cut inside the boys' room as Grey comes running in, excited. Zara tells the boys that their aunt's got them VIP access, so they can ride all the rides without waiting in line. At the 15 second mark, Grey runs over to the doors to the balcony and slides them open to reveal the main lagoon area of Isla Nublar in Jurassic World. As the Jurassic Park theme reaches its height, we fly over to the Mosasaur Lagoon, the monorail that runs across the middle and start to approach Main Street. A monorail is leaving the Innovation Centre behind, and Tyrannosaurus Rex Kingdom can be seen off to the left. As we approach the Samsung Innovation Centre, the camera starts to turn to the left, towards a squat military looking structure high up on the hills, overlooking the whole park. At the 44 second mark, we're introduced to Claire Deering, high hills first, as she rides the elevator down to a lower level. After reciting several notes to herself, minute seven ends with a cut to black as the lift doors begin to open to reveal her face. And this ends minute seven of Jurassic World. We get a few more seconds of grey riding escalator here and as I said before you sort of look down past me you can see the, uh, the reception area net down there. And that's when we cut into scene one of the uh, the accommodation, the hotel room, and Zara opens the door to their hotel room and says, your aunt's, your aunt's got you VIP access so you can get on all the rides without waiting in line. Isn't and, That's Fast Pass over there, like Disney and that Disney yeah. Fast Pass? Yeah, Disney does that kind of thing where with a Fast Pass you get a wristband, and it's not quite so high-techy like that. It's more just a regular wristband. 
that you get into another line for, and they check your wristband, and you just go through the fast pass line. <laughs> Pay more money to wait in a smaller line. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. 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 But I think it's funny, this entire time she they're entering the hotel room, Zach is on his phone the entire time, and the first thing Gray does is look at the TV, and he sees an advertisement for the golf course. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's it. As she walks in, she pulls out the blue uh, wristband from the box and sort of sitting there looking at it. Yeah. And Zach, oh, Gray pretty much throws his bag down, yells, let's go, let's go, and runs over to the uh, the sliding doors. Yeah, and then you get the music swell and the pan over the park. I did like that part, though. Mm. It's weird, though, because, I mean, does do you remember how long, did they say how long they're supposed to be there for, like, three days, two days or something? I'm sure it was mentioned in the airport. I, I can't recall now. Because uh, all they have is backpacks. And they're not even that big of backpacks. Like, I couldn't even imagine fitting a weekend's worth of clothes in them. You know? All, I'd say all I could think of is maybe um, luggage is on the ferry or it's coming via a separate means, maybe Unimog or something from the... Because you wouldn't want people with four or five suitcases on the monorail clogging space and affecting mm. travel on and off it True. but i'm pretty sure when we see the monorail there's people standing there with luggage so that yeah. defeats the point yeah, um, but i mean at the same time i mean like they have a monorail at o'hare airport to get you from the parking area to the various terminals because it's one of the it's the busiest airport in the country and kind of uh daily kind of neck and neck with atlanta georgia airport yeah. And so they we have a monorail system for O'Hare in Chicago. And, of course, people, I mean, they don't actually have seating there, to be honest, though. So, again, I'm not really sure how that works. But then there's also Disney World. They do have a monorail system, and you do see people on, on the monorail system with luggage. So, again, it's a flip of a coin, which, which yeah, one are you going for? Yeah, I know some airports here, we hit like, the bus services. There's some buses that just have no seats and you stand up with your luggage beside you. Yeah. Where there's other services where there's actual seats removed and luggage racks by the door, so you grab your luggage on the way out. Um, I don't... Even sort of train services here, the last car, or normally the first car is the luggage car. You put your luggage on that, check it in, and mm-hmm. get it back out on the station. They unload it onto the, the terminal, so... Unless the rear, the rear uh, car of the monorail is just for luggage as well. Mm-hmm. But uh, back back to your point, yeah, they're here for X amount of days and they got backpacks. That, that I never even picked up on that one. That's a good, that's a good, good find, good spot. I love here how Gray slides the uh, the doors open with the sort of louvers on them, which you would have in a tropical environment. But there's mm-hmm. no glass windows or anything. It's it sort of takes me back to uh, a lot of that sort of tiki in that way. You just have open windows for the breeze and maybe mm-hmm. just a uh, a, me- a thin mesh, a mozzie mesh or something on there to stop the bugs coming in, and that's I'm it. I'm probably thinking like a micro mesh that keeps the bugs out and probably rain. Like the rain catches on the mesh and doesn't go through the slats, you know? Mm. Which is very Jurassic Park, sort of that safari sort of accommodations mm-hmm. from what we've seen, concept art of the original, the novel... And even some of the art for uh, what didn't end up being in the film. just. Mm. But we uh, we sail out over the lagoon. As you said, that score picks right up here. And of all the use of the Jurassic Park theme in Jurassic World, mm-hmm. I think this here does, does suit sort of that 
um, the wonder of the mm-hmm. park before we even seen animals. Um, but we can see the sort of swim area beside the Hilton. Uh, it the actually looks like they area. have a couple of different swim areas because we got, like you said, we've got that one that has like looks like it's got some kind of um, like it has a beach and a pool, and I'd imagine that you go swimming. And you could go swimming or even scuba diving in the uh, beach area. Mm. And then a uh, the, that area also has looks like it's got some pavilions in it that lets people um, in gazebos that lets people kind of just relax and shade. And then they have another pool here that looks like it's on a balcony, and that's just like a regular regular pool pool. Yeah, I'm sure being in the tropics that be making full use of any sort of water activities as they could. Yeah. I'm sure I'm sure there's a, a shed or something there with those floating paddle boats and that sort of stuff as well mm-hmm. or more kayaks here just to make full use of the the visitor sections of the lagoon mm-hmm. well i kind of i gotta admit it, it is kind of weird because i mean when you have two pools the second one is on a balcony and it has like a terrace uh terraced balcony system where you just have these very stepped uh steps of balconies here you know and I'm wondering if one's maybe VIP and the other is more general pass, you know? I'm, I'm sure there'll be some sort of class system involved there with how, many, how much money some people are paying to be here mm-hmm. compared to others. Um, maybe, the, maybe the VIPs are in the pools where the uh, the water quality is kept a bit better regulated mm-hmm. than what the, the lagoon is. Mm-hmm. Well, the one, well, the lagoon here in general... You do see the uh, buoy system that key, that's meant to keep people from from kind of leaving that specific area, but it doesn't look like there's a fence above it. So, no. <laughs> what's to stop people from just jumping up, or just uh, going past the, uh, just getting out of the water, going on the buoy, and uh, swimming up to the monorail or the fence there? Again, we mentioned last minute with uh, spring breakers and that. <laughs> <laughs> You won't, you won't dare me to swim over and hit the, the, the pylon for the monorail. Yeah. And, uh, sorry, I was just going to say that seems like a generally kind of bad idea. Mm. But, yes, you have to protect people from their own stupidity, especially when <laughs> alcohol is involved. <laughs> but yeah, you do see here the um, kind of general layout of the main part of the park and basically overshadowed by these humongous giant mountains hmm. and you got I mean you got the main street here I think that's that those tents are meant to be the Paki arena where the Pachycephalosaurus uh, are kind of made to fight <laughs> I guess it seems kind of <laughs> cool in retrospect yep looks like you yep. can see a um, water park kind of for uh, kind of little ways behind the main part of the main street. Yeah, up to the right there, you see that whole that whole section that we just never never see, never visit. Yeah, and it's, it is kind of it is really cool the kind of amount of detail they went in here. I mean, I'm sure like this entire shot is CGI, but they have people sitting on the beach. So you can see a guy scuba diving in the lagoon, mm-hmm. and I mean even past the T Rex um, the T Rex Kingdom area there where we see that arena with the giant conifers in it you can see a bunch of housing that i think was meant to be the employee housing 
Yep, yep. And then up on the hill behind them is the control room. Hmm. Yeah, well, as we fly over Main Street, like, just how many people... With 22,000 people, I, there's got to be more than one Main Street. <laughs> I mean, this, this might be the main of Main Street, but there's got to be other... Like, when we get the reverse shot later, looking back from the innovation across the lagoon towards the Hilton, just how much infrastructure there is on the other side of the lagoon yeah. there as well. Yeah, um, there is. Oh, I think the Main Street is meant to be mostly entertainment. And the other side is meant to be mostly, like, guest stay, you know? Yeah, yeah. And then that area in between with the scuba lagoon and the various pools and the beach and stuff like that. Mm. And we also know that it was also meant for these some 22,000 guests to be spread out across the island at very, visiting various dinosaur locations, the treetops, the river cruise, the um, golf course even, tennis courts. I mean, they're, they're not all meant to be packed into this one location. Well, we see later what happens when they do get packed into there, and yeah, it looks... Yeah. It is, they definitely can't handle it then, but we also get a shot here at the monorail departing the station behind Innovation Centre as well, going off to somewhere else. But yeah, we pass the Innovation Centre and the monorail station, head towards that, uh, that multi-storey concrete building up on the hill overlooking the entire area. Something that sort of looks a lot more Jurassic Park than anything else we've seen previously, more so mm-hmm. just the concrete and glass, that uh, that industrial look of what we're familiar with. Which is sort of odd. It's up here, I'm sure. We know from Fallen Kingdom that there is a tunnel system. Just how fast people get from this area to the Innovation Centre and Main Street and back again <laughs> throughout the film. It is weird, yes. I mean, it's almost verging on plot hole because you almost have to assume that there is some kind of tunnel system going on here, and is they're not they didn't just kind of mix up the buildings. Well, it gets worse with what we get next minute because we're going up here. We 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 head up here and we get the slow reveal of Claire in the elevator as she's dropping down or going down feet first. Mm-hmm. Um, we know the helicopter pads on top. And can assume that this is the control room and various uh, office buildings for park runnings. Claire comes down this elevator and walks out next minute to the VIPs, and she's in the lab, which is in, as far as I know, is in the innovation centre. Yeah. Because we get the scene there later on in the film with the uh, blue and Owen all that in there, so it's mm-hmm. it's it's weird. I, it- I, I would have assumed the control room was in the innovation centre as well. Just how fast. Because later on, Owen leaves after telling him to shut the park down. They tell him, no, you're crazy. And then Claire realises the boys are out in the park still and looks at the security mm-hmm. camera. Here's Owen in the innovation centre. And she seems to run out of the control room and finds him in the lobby. It's... Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Another, the other thing is is that, um, like you said, it's weird because it's just... The geography is weird. And... It's kind of, I mean, I guess you could assume there was cuts that were made in between and that it cuts from that to the lab that she maybe met them at the uh, helicopter or at the helipad and then showed them the control room and then the lab. And we just didn't see that. But it's meant very, very much up to the assumption of the viewer. Well, yeah, not to cut in the next minute, but when she greets the... uh the guest, she says, welcome to Jurassic World, but there's mm-hmm. no introductions all around or nothing. We sort of cut from that straight into the tour of the lab, so... Well, to get the, surely those VIPs would have come via helicopter to land on top. They've gone down to some sort of 
waiting area while she's coming from somewhere, probably the control room, down to meet them. Yeah. And then sort of welcome to Jurassic World. They get in the lift with her and then continue down to the tunnel system and go across. Again, we don't see any of that. Whether there's um, staff down there with golf carts or whatever to drive them to the labs from there underground. Mm. Mm. Anyway, we'll look we'll look at that next next minute. But yeah, um, yeah, she's riding the uh, elevator down, rehearsing some upcoming conversations she's going to have with those VIPs. Obviously, she's been given some cliff notes on uh, some of the the people's business person's background, and she also mentions here that she's three minutes late. Which again, if she's got three minutes late here and has to get across to the lab, she's going to be ten minutes late. <laughs> Um, well, I think, well, like I said, I think she's meeting them at the control room and then showing them the lab, and we just skip the control room to her, you know? Yeah. Well, they might even, because this, we see from the outside, this is like a eight or nine level building, story mm-hmm. building too. There may be guest accommodations there for VIPs, and as I said before, waiting areas and that, where she's coming to meet them as well. But this does set up to that she's sort of a little bit of a control freak. Mm-hmm. Even though three minutes late to a VIP meeting, even if you're not a control freak, you're probably going to be in trouble for that. <laughs> but then as the uh, minute ends, she takes a deep breath and the uh, elevator's doors open and she smiles at the camera. We don't get that uh, that line until next minute. Uh, looking over at novel comparisons quickly, minute seven begins with uh, chapter two in the novel. We see the view from the boys' room, but we don't go for the fly out over the park. Gray can see everything except dinosaurs. He asks Zara, when can we go and see the dinosaurs? And she replies, after you meet up with your Aunt Claire in the Visitor Centre at one o'clock, as I mentioned. So, interesting there, they call it the Visitor Centre and not the Innovation Centre. Mm-hmm. Well, I remember in the in the whole promo for the movie, there's a lot, a lot of... Um, a lot of partnering done with that Trevorrow did to kind of get the budget that he wanted to get because Universal wasn't entirely um, confident in this movie and you could see that with Hasbro. So Mm. he went to Samsung, he went to Hilton, he went to a bunch of different places to kind of get, uh, use their name and get funding from them. Yeah. Basically, you give me my money, you give me money, I put your, I put your name all over the movie. Mm. You know? So it was in, in, it's meant to be the Samsung Innovation Center, whereas <laughs> in the course of the movie itself, it's just a normal visitor center. I'm just doing Larry. Hit my head on the table now. <laughs> uh, Toasty. It's like... <laughs> it's, we do get that classic line from Hoskins later. You end up working in a place like this, paying $7 for a soda. Uh, I mean, they, yeah. I mean, he, the Lowry is right. They do own all the power parks. It makes me cringe every time I go past the White Sox field in Chicago by a train and is called Guaranteed Rate Field with a big red arrow pointing down on the side of the uh, on the side of the thing on the side of the stadium. I'm just like, really? You couldn't have chose any other logo than a big red arrow pointing down <laughs> on the side of a ballpark? Yeah, <laughs> we've got a we've got a stadium here in Melbourne that um, has just been recently purchased or the lease has been purchased by Marvel. Uh-huh. So of course now you have got the big Marvel Marvel Center sign on the side, and it's a it's sort of multi use. It's not just football. I think they play cricket and there's all sorts of other yeah. sports there, soccer and that as well. But um, outside you got all the bronze statues of sort of legends of the games and whatever else. But you've also now got statues of Hulk and Thor and 
all it looked like it's a sporting stadium. Why? Like, what has yeah. Marvel got their fingers here? <laughs> it becomes tacky at a point, you know. Yeah. Yep. I mean, I can I can imagine it because we do the same thing here with the. Uh, with the corporate sponsors putting up their stuff outside the parks, it's just tacky. It doesn't look good, especially when Guaranteed Rate Field has a... They might as well have a big red thumbs down with that guy <laughs> sticking his tongue out. <laughs> it just takes me back to that, that lunch scene in Jurassic Park where Malcolm's upset with <laughs> what, what they're doing here. Just, they hmm. slapped it on a plastic lunchbox and now they're selling it. They want to sell it. Yep, yep. But uh, Gray looks disappointed. He wanted to go and see the dinosaurs now. And uh, you uh, do plan to have dinosaurs on this dinosaur island, right? <laughs> huh? Huh? Well, we yeah we do see later that um, the the dinosaurs are more incorporated here, um, especially the petting zoo and the the T Rex mm. kingdom and all that being inside the visit area, not out. Um, well, it kind of reminds me of Hammond in the novel, how he said that he planned to have rides in, in Jurassic Park, and Grant just snaps his head up real quick and is like, what? Rides? And he just internally monologues about how he just feels like what a bad idea is to treat magnificent creatures like sides, like they're basically theme park attractions, which they were, mm. but he was uncomfortable with the idea of it. Yeah, yep. Which he then later voices again in Jurassic Park 3 where we get that sort of thing as well. Mm-hmm. But uh, lastly here, the novel does sort of transition from uh, the hotel room. We get that uh, Aunt Claire was busy doing her job. Uh, as an important executive of Jurassic World, she was giving a tour to free business people she hoped would invest in the park. And that's when the uh, novel picks up over at the labs with the tour. David, that's minute seven. We are digging in deep here and getting some minutes done. Yeah. Um, anything else you want to add before we get heavy for the day? I was going to say, finally, we're getting some minutes here that are have some have something to, for us to look at and analyze and talk about, you know, other than just them getting on a boat and getting there. <laughs> or eggs hatching. Yeah. Yeah. And right. then, uh, or not, next, even that, next, not even that, <laughs> just eggs cracking open. Yeah, yep. <laughs> and... Uh, Next minute or so, we're going to get to see some of those labs. Um, how much more production seems to be going on there than what we've seen previously in Nublar, and then what we know was happening in Sauna and what might be tying in there. But um, Dave, that's minute seven. Thanks for joining me. All right, no problem. <laughs>